Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of High School Football on in Southeast Iowa on Round Guy the Podcast. We got Scotty Melvin with us. Say hello, Scotty. All right. Hi, everybody. Uh, boy, another exciting game. And this week, uh, both of us got out to a game. Um, I went to the Fairfield game and you went to the Waco game and then Instead of putting out a kind of partial uh, episode last night with partial scores, we thought we'd wait till this morning and uh, really run it down pretty good. So uh, I went to the Fairfield game. Uh, they're three and one. They played uh, uh, Knoxville, uh, who's uh, now zero and four. Uh, Knoxville has a pretty good team, but they just commit a lot of penalties. They have penalties on offense. They have penalties on defense. They move the ball pretty well. They they uh, came back pretty good in the second half. It was 28-7 uh, to seven at the beginning of the first half, and Fairfield scored a, a touchdown in the last 20-some seconds to kind of put the game out of reach. Their quarterback had a really good day in Fairfield. He he threw the ball for a lot of yards and a lot of touchdowns. Um, the uh, Knoxville, after this, it was 14-0, and Fairfield kicked off a nice kickoff into the inside the 10. But uh, this Davis County has a, some – I mean, uh, Knoxville had a really fast runner uh, receiver. He received that ball, and he – there was nobody but the kicker between him and the goal, and he uh, shoved that kicker down like he was a sack of potatoes. And just, I mean, he was t- there wasn't anybody within ten yards of him by the time he scored. I mean, fast. And they they did a lot of sweep in Knoxville did, but you know that was kind of the highlight of their first half. They just get in the in the red zone and turn the ball over, or they get a nice first down and and have a holding penalty or. That was where it was, but Fairfield and Fairfield had committed more than their share of uh, uh, penalties that they should have. But they uh, they ran the ball well, they threw the ball extremely well, and their defense was really swarming. You know, when they were taking taking players on. You know, I hadn't uh, seen a. I went to Fairfield, uh, and I hadn't seen a game probably there in twenty years or something. But really enjoyed it. Uh, for six bucks, you know, to, you know, be able to support some kids that really put a lot of work into it. There was a lot of people in the stands. Uh, it was kind of a class reunion thing for me. A couple of 85 and 86 class uh, kind of went and sat together at that game. So I had a good time and I really enjoyed it. Uh, that was a fair field to run down a couple other ones. Uh, Oskaloosa, number twenty-three. I, I, I think they're going to have to get rated higher. They, they, uh, you know, I think was it thirty-five nothing or something like that. They went two Keokuk. Uh Their balanced blended attack has not failed them yet. They're four zero. Um, now, what I had labeled as the game of the week or, uh, was Sigourney and Pleasant, Pleasantville. Pleasantville came in two and one. They had a couple impressive wins. They. Lost a tough game. They were at home. Sigourney Kyoto went in there. And I think it beat them 48 to nothing or 45 to nothing or, you know, just completely destroyed. Uh, uh, the, th- this team is for real. You know, 
I mean, Oscaloosa is for real. Sigourney Kyoto is for real. Now, uh, we're into the game that you went to, so why don't you uh, tell us about uh, Waco and what the experience of going to the game was like and uh, what's your insights on the game and the team now? Well, I've got, uh, last check, Waco's ranked number 10 coming into this game after they reeled off these uh, early season victories. and They had Iowa Valley coming to town. It's homecoming week, so and I have not been to an eight-player game in person, so I was really intrigued to see what that was like. I've seen it on TV a few times, you know, when it gets down to the state championships. <clears throat> but um, so by the time I got through the gate, got to my seat, Waco already put six points on the board. They were up 6-0. And I thought, okay, here we go, because the radio guys in the pregame show were predicting uh, several games in the area to, to be a running clock game, this being one of them. Uh, I know Iowa Valley's had a strong program for a few years, but they're a little down this year. Um, Waco is, is rolling and seeing them in person was kind of a wow factor now the game moved a little slow uh, in the first half especially I felt like the team was a bit flat which is kind of to be expected in a homecoming week you know the kids have got a lot of distractions it's hard for football coaches hate homecoming week I've never heard one say they enjoyed it hard to keep the kids focused but uh, they, they kept sticking to doing what they do and they're just not really any weaknesses on either side of the ball this team Defensively, they're stout. They will bend a little bit. Iowa Valley brought uh, a decent passing game when the quarterback had time to, to throw the ball, which was not often. Uh, Waco had him under duress much of the game when uh, he'd drop back to pass. But So they forced a lot of turnovers on defense. I want to say seven, I think I counted. Uh, we'll see if I'm right. I can see the official stats from the game, but I believe I counted five interceptions from the Warrior defense and two forced fumbles that they recovered. Final score ended up being 42-6. to They attacked um, on offense, very balanced, uh, timely pass plays. They'll run in an eye form, and uh, they also drop back in shotgun, and sometimes they put uh, Simeon Reichenbach in a quarterback and run kind of a wildcat thing, and, and that kid seeing him in person. Uh, he's, a, he's, he's a very balanced player. He's got some speed. He's got some nifty moves. He's, he's you know, he's agile. He's got some power and strength and, and decent size. Uh, the thing I, I got the biggest kick out of, though, is they've got a classic fullback up there. Uh, John Rice is his name, and he is a thick, stout kid, and they hand it off to him, and he drags the pile. It's old-school football on an eight-man field. Pretty entertaining to watch. Um yeah, they uh, they handled their business. Uh, they ended up getting to that running clock late in the game, pulled out the win, and they've got a big showdown with New London coming next week. So looking forward to that. So how how good is this defense? Like I said, they there were moments in the game where Iowa Valley put together some some nice drives. I mean, you know, they they uh, had some receivers run some nice routes, uh, especially that kind of mid-range throw the quarterback seemed to really be dialed in on those plays but anytime he got under pressure there was a lot of times where uh, the uh, defense uh, or the linebacker for New London that was just all over that poor kid and he was throwing up prayers <laughs> you know and yeah. many times when in a high school game that's, that's good on that's the, repu the reputation of Waco's defense is they put a lot of pressure on the quarterback and I mean a lot of they pressure did. I would not want to be a pass-heavy team going up against them. But then again, uh, when they try to run, you know, the opposition, um, Waco's defense just 
swarms to the ball. I mean, these kids are all over the place. So it was impressive to watch. So what was the experience? Was it a pretty good crowd? Yeah, a real good crowd. Um, I mean, for an eight-man game, I expected this to be maybe, you know, kind of the, the dinkiest little uh, event I've ever been to on a Friday night in the fall. And, uh, you know, it, I, I lived up this way uh, probably 15, 17 years ago, and a good friend of mine that's now the uh, athletic director at Washington was an assistant coach there, so I'd come to the Waco games pretty often. They had some real good teams back then. Uh, you know, playing 11-man football, and I, I felt like the crowd and the facilities and everything are just as good as they were back then. So, um, well, they support it, you know. Here. And I, I saw that too in Fairfield. Tremendous support for, yeah. and they're you know they're off to a really good season, so that's kind of you know the reward for the support, I guess. Um, yeah, and that never hurts. But you know, it, with with the high school kids, I, I feel it's important these little communities support no matter what because. Boy, you, you get a max four years out of any athlete, you know, probably less, depending on how they develop. And so the turnover's there. And, you know, sometimes your program's up, sometimes it's down. But we should support them regardless. But, uh, well, I'm glad to hear that it's such a good experience. Uh, now, you're also covering Winfield for us. How did that game go? That was one, um, the guys on the radio, they, they predicted a uh, – running clock and I was kind of like you might want to hold the phone on that I remember telling you last uh, time we talked that HLB was coming in with an 0-3 record mm-hmm. and uh, sometimes that's the wrong time to catch somebody yeah um, but Winfield did handle him and uh, Buffington was back to his old self uh, he totaled 360 yards Jeez. yeah that was 300, uh, 360 total 239 through the air, he threw for three touchdowns and an interception, and he rushed uh, 12 times for 121 yards and four more touchdowns. So, by my count, that kid's up to 27 touchdowns through four games now, That's, uh, which is insane. Pretty anyway. outstanding. Fairfield, I didn't mention, they had a quarterback last name of Allen, and uh, yeah. he, he probably threw for 300 yards, maybe four touchdowns, and uh, I bet he ran for 100 yards, too, and, and a touchdown. I've uh, read about him. I've, I've heard nothing but good about this kid. I he's an accurate passer. He's pretty yeah. accurate, you know. Uh, he seems to have a pretty level head. And, you know, there was times when everybody was covered, and he just took off, you know, instead of throwing the ball up or something like that. He, he just ran it himself, you know, with some a lot of success and some not so much success. We didn't turn the ball over. But I'm really glad yeah. to hear about Cam, you know. Uh, our listeners are listening you know, to hear how he does every week, and you're doing a great job. Uh, uh, what about this New London-English uh, Valley game? How did that turn out? All right, this is the big shocker of the week. I don't think anybody predicted this, but English Valleys beat New London 39-34. Oh! What? Yes, New London's down. They're, they've, they're, they're down now. <laughs> they've got a loss. They will be heading into that Waco showdown, uh, you know, with probably a chip on their shoulder. But um, Isn't that who Waco beat last corner. week? Yeah, Waco beat English Valley's uh, handily last week. So this, you know, and you, you never want to go off the common opponents thing totally. Well, I would say that English Valley was ranked uh, higher than, than Waco, and maybe that was a – then they dropped down quite a lot to 25th, I think. Well, yeah, New London's going to be probably knocked out of the top 10 over this one, whereas well, Waco will probably move up some spots. I uh, think it's uh, – I think this win redeems English Valley. 
and uh, puts an exclamation point on Waco. You, you see, what, yes. see what I'm saying there? Well, yes. congratulations, English Valley. I'm sorry about New London. Uh, you know, we, we may, I don't know if, if I can do it, and I don't know if you can do it, but I, I'd like to go to that game with you next week, that New London-Waco game. I think that's in New I London. I, I haven't uh, checked to see if it's in New London or, or in Wayland there. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm going to try to make that one if I can. Well, I I'll try, to, I'll try to get to that one if I can. I'll get to something else. Up. Wow. Wow. What about that? You heard it from Scotty Melvin, people. Uh, wow. Well. Yeah, I haven't seen the stats on this. I don't know how this happened. I just couldn't believe it as I was watching it unfold on Twitter. <laughs> you know, you, you go up against a team at 0-3, you know what I mean, and they're really itching to win, you know. And uh, they maybe corrected some of these mistakes. But, uh, wow, that was a big one. Okay, uh, Fort Madison, Washington. Now, I heard this was the game of the week. This was the game that if you could have been at, this would have been the one. I was tempted as I'm, I was listening to it on the radio when we pulled out of the the uh, Waco parking lot there, and I thought, man, this game's got a ways to go, and it's close. Maybe I ought to drive up to Washington and catch the end of it. But we, we've been out long enough, so we thought we'd head home and not just uh, follow it online. And, man, it was exciting. They just kind of traded touchdowns and big plays back and forth. Uh, Washington had a shot to win it. I guess twice they got into the red zone towards the end of the game and turned the ball over both times. And, you know, it's kind of a crushing way to, to lose, but the fact that, Fort Madison's just been red hot. And Fort Madison was the 17th ranked team in the state coming in, and that's higher than Oskaloosa. And uh, they're a powerhouse. I mean, they, they handled Fairfield uh, extremely well, and that's Fairfield's only loss. And uh, Washington has had a tough you, – you know, you, you said in the very first episode, Washington has a tough schedule. You know what I mean? But they seem uh, razor focused. Uh, I tend to think they're going to take Fairfield when they play them. I think that game's in Washington. Uh, it might be. I might have to go to that one too. Uh, then uh, you got anything else on that game? Any stats or? Haven't seen any uh, stats yet of note other than you know the score. Um, I do have their next opponents. Washington's got to travel up to Grinnell. And they're kind of, uh, I think, uh, in the same spot as Washington. They've, they've had some bright spots so far through their first four games, but they've dropped a couple, and they've dropped them. The ones they've lost, they've lost bad. So both teams are appear to me to be pretty even matched, uh, but it is in Grinnell, so that'll be the tough part for Washington. Uh, Fort Madison goes to Mount Pleasant. Mount Pleasant just finally got off of the old winless streak and uh, beat West Burlington the other day last so we'll see how that shakes out. And going forward, Fort Madison is as great as they've been. They really need this game because it gets real tough you know, for them. I just want to—I want to congratulate Fort Madison on a really tough road win, and I want to congratulate yeah. Washington on uh, you know taking a team that good, you know, right down to it. But I—I I don't know that Washington's. I think their second half they might turn this around. I think so. I think they've got a shot to do some damage in the district. And, and I'm not a big fan of the whole moral victory thing, but considering uh, how tough Fort Madison's been for everybody so far, the fact that Washington was right there at the end and had their chance, 
to me, that's a confidence builder for them. Well, it's a stepping stone. But like you say, I like to win. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, same here. <laughs> well, Pekin seems to really keep struggling. Uh, they, I don't know, Wapolo, they played Wapolo at Wapolo. Wapolo's a good team. They're 3-1 and one now. But that, it was a 48 to nothing or in that vicinity. I, I didn't. I can't quite remember the score. Uh, Burlington played a tumble. Burlington's right back on track, and the tumble's right back where they started. Oh and four. Yeah. Burlington's three and one. No, no. Do you know this running back's name of Burlington? Yeah, Bryant Williams, and I was able to find some stats from from his uh, performance last night. He carried the ball just thirteen times. Uh, for 234 yards. Um, I didn't see how many touchdowns he scored. I think two or three. And I believe he only played in the first half. Uh, Burlington really handled Otumwa. Otumwa's not, not capable uh, of playing nine. a team that good. That's, I yeah. mean. Yeah. Um, and they are good. And uh, They are. Oscarusa. The fact that Oscaloosa beat Burlington, and I don't, I mean, look, Oscaloosa is going to have to start at least inching forward, don't you think? I mean, as the winds pile up, I mean, I mean, I, yeah, I, I mean, suppose beating Keokuk isn't uh, impressive, maybe, but uh, to beat them 35 to nothing at their place, I mean, you know, that's the guy, team on their schedule, and that's who they're playing, but uh, boy, Burlington, uh, that running back is is a beast. What did he have last week? Three hundred and something. The week yeah, he went for over three hundred, and I've got him uh, down for nine hundred and eighty-eight total rushing yards already. Which even the Des Moines Register is calling this kid. You know, the, the kid puts up. Uh, they call him. Uh, he puts up the video game stats. That's what they're saying. Because <laughs> they're just gaudy numbers. So listen, guys, if you're in Southeast Iowa, get six bucks out. And go see one of these dang high school games because it's so much fun. Well, uh, we're going to expand, expand, expand because, you know, we, we love every everybody in Southeast Iowa. Everybody's working hard. And we're going to talk about a team that hasn't disappointed all season, uh, and that's Cardinal. Uh, Cardinal won a tough game with uh, Central Decatur 28-10, to and uh, I believe they're 4-0. Um, ranked number, uh, they're ranked number six and one A currently. Number well. six and one A. Well, there we go. What do you do? You know anything about the team? All I know is you know they they beat up Pekin seventy something next to yeah. nothing, and then just rolled on to the next team and the next team. They Davis County gave them a pretty tough, and we're going to talk about Davis County next. Uh, but uh, um. Yeah, Cardinal. Sixth in the state. Is there any players of note that you're interested in or following? Or I I don't know them yet. I know that program has been building slow over these last few years, and they've finally gotten over the hump, and they've been beating on uh, Pekin, <laughs> which was their arch nemesis for a long time. Yeah, um, they yeah but they're for real. Oh. So... Uh, you know, like I say, it's it's harder. You know, we, we, we you know uh, later on we will have uh, Jared back this week. Jared Larson, 
but it's it's difficult to, to for your listeners if you know we're not getting to the teams that y'all you, you want every time. It's difficult to really you know to focus on four high school football teams and then give a pretty comprehensive report on that takes hours of preparation and uh, we're trying to do like 12. So uh, Davis County is the next game. They beat Iowa Valley uh, 42 to six. That brings them to three and one. They only lost a close game with Cardinal. They seem to be for real too, don't they? Yeah, I agree with that. And they're on, uh, I can watch them on a Tumwa radio on Facebook. They, they show their games. And then the Tumwa Bulldogs, uh, they show their games too. And I caught the fourth quarter both of those games. Um, and, uh, yeah, Davis County, they're uh, – they're do- I don't know if they're rated or they might be rated this coming up here. Now, Van Buren had an interesting uh, game. They played Central Pella or some – Pella Christian, I think. And it said the score was one to nothing. Was that a forfeit or was they uh, – could they not – they have COVID or something or, or injuries that they couldn't field a team or uh, – that's what that's what I've been seeing is that there was a forfeit by Van Buren to Pella Christian, and I've seen that a few times this season. Uh, schools have to skip out on a Friday night game due to generally they just give a vague COVID and injuries as the reason. So who knows what the ratio is on all that? But if you feel like you don't have a full strength team and you're going to play a Somebody that's at full power, I, I can understand. You don't want to get your younger kids hurt. So there's been a few forfeits. Well, uh, but they have won a game. I guess that would make them one yeah. and three. I, I, I think they have a better team than they've had. Uh, but uh, there it is, folks. I mean, that's – I mean, it's not every team, but it's as comprehensive as we can give over as many teams as we're going. And uh, – Really appreciate you going to the game, Scott, and, and uh, my going to the game too. I think it give us a better perspective on things moving forward. And uh, anything else you want to talk about that we haven't talked about before we wrap this up? Um, well, there, you know, these are a little out of our area, but five A looks like a, an exciting uh, bunch of games went on last night, and you know, for the big schools. And I got to shout out my my son's high school, Iowa City High. Everybody wondered if they were for real this year. Last night, they took down Dowling Catholic from Des Moines. So, congratulations to them. They are undefeated and highly ranked and big expectations this year. I'd like to see that program get back to where it was back in the Timmy Dwight days. Well, that's that's outstanding. I didn't even know that. Uh, well, congratulations on your son's team. And uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, this has been our longest episode that we've ever done. We covered more. We hope we covered it good. Uh, we appreciate you guys coming in. This has been a big uh, ratings getter for uh, Round Guy the Podcast. We're on the uh, YouTube at Round Guy the Podcast on YouTube. But if you can get on there and subscribe, keep listening, keep sharing, and keep telling everybody about it. Because uh, I think next year we'll be one of the biggest uh, places people get their news about Southeast Iowa football. And it's really growing. It's more than quadrupled since we were the first episode so thanks everybody uh southeast iowa football episode uh, for the week out we'll be back with the uh uh beat the round guy this week as round guys back and next week's really going to be the big big matchups uh, new london lost that's the big story that's it for this week thanks everybody <laughs>